here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. So listen up, I'm gonna take the fat one. He might be strong, but he'll be slow. You take the big guy. Yeah, you're gonna have to surprise him. You two take the ugly one, okay? And what's the matter, kid? Are you scared? Yeah. Fear is good. Use it as a weapon, yeah? The girl, what is that thing, a dwarf? No, that's my gnome stick. Okay, whatever. I want you to swing as hard as you can at that mother's face, yeah? Sir, yes, sir! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was our cue. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload. It is time to wipe off your BMX helmet and blaze down the New Zealand trail to find great video game film adaptations. I am Nick Moore. Joining with me are Wayne Brissett, Mark Athanis, and joining us is Christy Jedlick. Wayne! Hello everybody, glad to be back. Mark! Yeah, welcome back. Should be a good one. And Chris! Eyes, throat, genitals. I mean, welcome back. <laughs> that's how i start foreplay <laughs> so we are back with another five films that are not directly from video games but do feel video game inspired and we are here to discuss turbo kid which i think is from what 2015 yes i think it said yep. yeah 2015 so it's been around for a while most of the cast I don't necessarily recognize, except for the big baddie, Michael Ironside, yeah. who yeah. plays fantastic villains. For those who do not know about this film, it is a post-apocalyptic future set in 1997, the distant future, where acid rain has made water very, very scarce, and roving gangs of people on BMX bikes <laughs> cause mayhem and, and hurt the innocent people that have survived the... I don't really know what apocalypse hit them. Was it just a chemical apocalypse? It also seems like it was a robot insurrection apocalypse. I'm a little unclear. Yeah, it's like both. Yeah, I think yeah. all of the apocalypse yeah. has happened. Yeah, both things can yeah. be true. And a freedom convoy. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> they're all riding for freedom. Yeah. Freedom. And we're following yeah. a kid that I think is just referred to as the kid. Does he ever say his name? Ever? Nope. Other characters get names. I don't think he does. Yeah, Turbo Kid. He eventually gets named the title <laughs> character of Turbo Kid. But I think he's just the kid throughout most of this. And we're following his journey from guy who just wants to survive and, and avoid everyone else in the wastelands to Turbo Kid, superhero, and 
representative of the the downtrodden of the post-apocalyptic future. Mm-hmm. It is a gore-soaked ride. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Chris and your initial thoughts on it, since you're the one who recommended this to us. I did. I did. And uh, this was kind of, I'm actually surprised that you guys all agreed, because there's the um, link to video games is maybe not as pronounced or strong. Uh, in fact, in this case, it's kind of backwards. But you know what? He's got a power glove. He charges his Mega Blaster. Let's do this. I mean, that's pretty fair. <laughs> there are, there are connections. They are off-brand connections, but they are connections. Wayne, how about yourself? What did you think of the film? Well, it's, a, it's amazing that a B-style movie like this ends up being better than more than half the films we have watched. And it shouldn't be, but it was. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Absolutely. And Mark, how about yourself? Yeah, I got real shades of uh, like an R-rated B-movie Mega Man, you know, with like, uh, again, a, a, a mock power glove and gore, gore galore. Like the gore, yeah. kept, every time it happened, it caught me off guard, which was actually was, was part of what kept me so entertained. I was just like, oh, God, what horrible, horrible thing is about to happen now. So it was a, it was a fun movie. Yes. Disclaimer for anyone who wants to watch this film. This is a fun ride of a film, but the amount of blood, gore, and viscera, and not even remotely realistic, this feels like the video game take on blood where you blow someone in half and somehow 18 rib cages fall out of them. Like, it feels like <laughs> yeah. that kind of story. People shouldn't Lord. have this much blood inside them or this many innards, but they do. Or you shove a shovel or a pitchfork halfway through somebody, step on it, to cantilever their body off into the air <laughs> and onto somebody else's head. Yes. See, Physics have no place here. I appreciated the torso stacking more, where you blow someone <laughs> in half and their torso keeps flipping onto the top of someone else so they can't see and fight. That was, and then they're was flailing like, around with torsos. That yeah, actually kind of reminded me of torsos. Joey with the turkey on his head from Friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes. it's funny. If we're looking for video game connections... I would actually argue that the way they treat violence in this, especially the physics of violence, feels like first-gen video games where you shoot someone and they'd flip 50 feet in the air as their limbs go in multiple directions. This feels like Half-Life physics when someone explodes, only with Mortal Kombat innards yeah. coming out of everybody. But I'm in agreement with you guys. This is a fun movie. This is not a serious movie. This movie absolutely does not take itself seriously. And you can tell when the opening narration is in the distant future of 1997. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I played enough video games that had yeah. that, but I played them in the 80s. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. now you're just Amazing. taking the piss out of yourself. Yeah, and that's what I liked about it. But before we get into the film, I want to point out one small thing about it. Before the film even starts... Because this film challenged me. It challenged all of us. It has a declaration of a challenge. I can't count. And not because there's too many, but because there's too few. I can't recall the last time I saw a film that opens with the awards it's won before saying anything else, before saying who it's made by. It starts with official selection of Sundance 2015. Oh my God, it's crazy. Audience award winner of the SXSW Film Festival. This thing comes in just slapping its big dick on the table and going, look, you're going to love this because audiences voted for it. <laughs> that is powerful. Yeah. And then they back it up. <laughs> That's what surprised me. Because honestly, and you start with that. My expectations went from 
yeah, mid-level, because, you know, you'd recommended it, you said it's fun, to, all right, this better be the be-all and end-all of films. Mm-hmm. But it does a good job. It it does. Who wants to I cover find the opening? <laughs> Go ahead. I just find its heart is in the right place. No matter where the movie takes you, it has heart, and it seems genuine. It has heart, and most of those hearts are on display as they fly across the screen. Yep. <laughs> yes. But... You start with your your narration, which, watching it the second time around, I can tell the narration's the cowboy that we eventually meet up with. First time around, I couldn't figure mm. out who the narrator is, but it's our badass New Zealand cowboy, mm. who I really love. Yeah. He's a great character. Yes. The arm wrestler. Yes. <laughs> there are so many weird ideas in this film competing <laughs> for attention. Whoever wrote oh. this had too many ideas at once and wanted all of them to happen in the space of 93 minutes. And kudos to them because they pull it off. <laughs> but very quickly into it, you have your your narration about, you know, again, post-apocalyptic and there's acid rains. So the water's no good. And there's apparently a robot insurrection. So people don't necessarily trust robots. and There's not a lot of people left. And I guess there's no fuel source because it doesn't just open with our lead character on a BMX bike. Everyone rides BMX bikes. That is the only transportation that exists. It's amazing. BMX bikes everywhere, which makes for some pretty hilarious chases. <laughs> the best yeah. chases ever. Uh, they're the filmed like car chases, but they're yeah. just, bikes. just BMX bikes. <clears throat> they film oh them as God. if they're high speed chases and they're going off <laughs> yes. like, you know, 10 foot hills where they're jumping in the air. And of course, even in, in the middle of a chase, as soon as they go off of the hill, they tilt the, the bike sideways like it's a BMX oh, yeah. stunt show. <laughs> I was dying. I'll say this, oh, yeah. though. My favorite part about the chases was car chases make no sense. If you're doing X amount of speed and you have a lead, <laughs> like it's hard for a car to catch you. But on a BMX bike, it's very realistic that a kid pedaling doesn't have the same strength as the adult pedaling behind him, who's just quickly catching him. And I was dying laughing <laughs> at his inability to get away from that one henchman in like the Jason Voorhees meets Kiss. Oh, yes, we will like get to him. After. He is, he yeah. is iconic. The, yeah. the skull yes. mask, dude. He's amazing. But Love that guy. One small touch that I appreciated, because I always like it when they find a way to... It's one thing when you have a musical score or you have a song in a film, but when they find a way to incorporate oh. it into the actual like plot, what's oh. happening, you have your lead character, oh. the kid, <laughs> scavenging and picking up whatever he can off of dead bodies. And holy crap, there's heads on pikes and skulls everywhere. <laughs> and he comes across a tape for a Walkman. And you've got the, the 80s song playing. Who I didn't get a chance to look it up, but it sounds like something Survivor oh. would have written. I got to look it up. Oh, Please no. tell me it was Survivor. It's- it's it's even better. It's Who? Stan Bush, Thunder in Your Heart. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but the moment that he oh puts the Walkman, like the, the tape into the Walkman and turns it on, and it doesn't change songs, it takes the song we've been listening to as the audience, but now changes the sound to sound like the terrible, tinny, echoey noise of coming out of the Walkman. Yep. Amazing. I thought that was a really nice touch. I loved it. And then it dies. I loved it. Yeah, and then, and it, then yeah. it dies. I loved it. Oh, the and they lose the song. The audience loses it, it yeah. just like he does. And I thought that was really like it's. It shows the kind of tone they're going for. It has a, it has a charm to it. It, as you said, it has heart. It feels like something where we're not making this film because we're trying to make money. Because maybe it did, maybe it didn't. We're making this film because God damn it, we want this film to exist. That's what it feels yep. like. This film feels like a labor of love, which yep. made not just by 
New Zealand, but Telefilm Canada. We should have held on to yeah. this for Canada Day because this is a Canadian film. <laughs> Man, there were so many uh, logos at the beginning of this film. So many. It was like five minutes of logos. Yes. <laughs> you have him go into his underground bunker where he keeps all of his cool 80s toys. and He's a collector. Yeah, he's a collector. Scavenger. Yes. And he's got Love a better it. collection than I do in terms of 80s stuff. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, it's pretty good. And, of course, the main thing that he loves is Turbo Rider, which I think is fictional and made up for this i don't think turbo rider is a thing i assume I believe so you're right yeah but it seems like you're you as you said like you're mega man but it it's weird because turbo rider <laughs> i thought is just a comic book character and a fictional thing but then in one of the comics it's like join the army now and later on he comes across turbo rider armor so is Maybe Turbo Rider to like get them to, military propaganda, propaganda repurposed yeah. as a comic book? To get them to join. Possibly. Right? Looks like it, yeah. I yeah, want to pick yeah. up an old 80s G.I. Joe comic and see if there's an enlistment page at the back of it, because that is not cool, man. <laughs> it's only not cool if it's for Cobra. <laughs> that is some get devious tactics. Get him young. Get him young, exactly. Well, look, it worked. He wanted to become Turbo Don't Rider. say get him young. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Says the guy who was quoting the Menendez brothers. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. Welcome to 2022. Clean slate, everybody. All right. (laughs) First, we record this year, and I've said nothing terrible so far. So far. We're 10 minutes in. So far. We got the rest of this podcast to go. Keep in mind the theme is get them young. (laughs) Jesus. You've said it enough times, we're on a watch list. Thanks for that. So, Mm -hmm. he has his collection, and then he takes whatever he's going to go sell off, including. That skinned rat that he catches in a trap? Some mutated rat? Oh, yeah. That For thing. Meat. Oh, my God. Yeah. That Why are... Okay, so... And I'm not picking it apart, but they're genuine questions I have because they cover so many things in this, but they don't cover everything. And this film has a lot of questions that I legitimately want to know. The rats in this future, he doesn't seem surprised by it. He just calls it a rat, but it has no skin. It's like three times the size of one. It's bug-eyed. It's feral. I'm assuming the acid rain and such did that to the rat. How come the humans don't have any mutants? There's no mutant humans throughout this whole thing. I don't know. Is it because the rats drink the water? Is that why the humans don't drink the acid rain water? Like Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Either way. Maybe. Yeah. It makes me wish there was more monsters in this. Like just showing yes. more animals that had drank the water like dogs and cats and whatnot. But again, budget yes. limitations. I knew I was going to love this. When he gets to like the the main stronghold they have and goes to the market to sell off his collectibles, and I could not keep track of the amount of weird shit that was happening mm-hmm. in every corner and the amount of weird costumes, it was Super Mario Brothers level stuff. Like there was just too much happening. It was like seeing the Cantina for the first time in Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> including and now we finally get to it, the arm wrestling. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean. Oh my god. I used to think Clap Over is. the Top was the best 80s arm wrestling movie, but this has a no, scene that kind of is on par. It's got nothing on this. When you have two guys about to arm wrestle, but at either side, if their arm is pushed too far, there is a hot brand waiting to brand the opponent's logo on their hand, on like the back That's of their an hand. That's awesome idea. So if you lose, you are yeah. branded with your opponent <laughs> like you're... <laughs> it's amazing. Like, for life, this is like one and done yeah. arm wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, you got to stay undefeated. If you've lost three times in a row, there's like three logos on there. It's going to be a mess <laughs> and hurt. And he's fighting, Seriously. as far as I can tell, the guy from Temple of Doom who screamed Kali Ma and pulled hearts out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a huge Indiana Jones 
Temple of Doom reference here, yeah. right? Like he does look like Kali Ma. Mm-hmm. He looks like Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, it was cool seeing yeah. the two of them arm wrestle. It was cool seeing that. Even the other bounty hunter with the gas mask on and the. I don't even know the right term for it, but the the Raiden from Mortal Kombat type hat that oh. looked like Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> like, yeah. there is too much yeah. '80s happening everywhere. Yeah, I was so bummed that that didn't go anywhere in terms of a fight that he just hid from. Him no, that off. went so well. We're going to get to that, but that was great. <laughs> that set exactly the right tone for how these fights will go. It's all or nothing when these fights Fair. happen. <laughs> Fair, but. You have the arm wrestling, and that's when you meet your Australian, who's basically... He's like a weird mix between Indiana Jones and Clint Eastwood. And Crocodile Dundee, yeah. He's something. But he was kind of badass. I, In most films, he'd be your main character. Yeah. My favorite part about him is his personal space bubble. <laughs> the bubble. That's my favorite thing. His bubble. About his character. See so yeah, how the kid bumps his into bubble. him. It's just the, you're in my personal bubble. What's it's what's the, that? What? It's the, my personal space. Arm's length. Friends and family only. So, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but hearing a big manly man talk about his personal bubble, yes. I just... Yes. Wow. I love that so much. And then when he goes to pee later, the guy's right beside oh him, and they're in, God. like, a giant open area, and he's peeing, like, two inches from him. Right. The guy could <laughs> so stand good. anywhere. And he goes to stand Eddie. shoulder to shoulder with him Eddie. in an open field to take a piss. Oh my god! And just god. to look over him like the really this is this is where you're gonna stand. But before we get to that, yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah, because there's that a same part. guy who pisses beside him comes and gives her Australian. I don't even I don't know half of the names. I only know one name in this whole thing, Apple, and we're gonna get to her. But yeah, Australian Eastwood Dundee Indiana whatever Indiana Boomerang. Uh, who's the other Indiana Jones character from the 80s? Um, what was his name? Like Sulla? Alan Quartermain? Yeah, it might be more like him than Indiana Jones. What did you say? Alan Quartermain. Alan, Alan Quartermain. Quartermain. Alan Quartermain. Oh, okay, Alan Quartermain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. either way, Alan Quartermain here, he gets told that his brother's been taken by Zeus, who we have to assume at this point is our big bad. And when it cuts to the pool party that Zeus has where it's <laughs> fight to the death at the bottom of, like, an indoor pool with so many Resident Evil-looking big bads. Oh, my good yeah. God. And Silent Hill. and <laughs> Like, the one dude who's got the sack over his head with the eye holes cut out and a gigantic cinder block taped to a stick. Yeah. For yeah. a hammer. God, that's great. And yep. I love that you have Alan Quartermain's brother, like, beaten up, and clearly he's lost the fight. And our evil villain Zeus, Michael Ironside, who has the best villain voice. Like, I, at yeah. least top three. Like, he's just amazing. So the good. guy voices Darkseid on, like, the old Justice League cartoons. His voice yeah. is just outstanding. He's telling him how, you know, don't see this as a punishment, you know. See this as, I, I can't remember what he says, like, enlightenment or you're learning a lesson or something. And when the big dude with the cinder block rears back with it to hit him. I don't understand why Quartermain's brother looks at the cinder block and goes, ah, and screams at it like he's going <laughs> to yeah. use Rodot out yeah. of the room. Why dodge? Why dodge? Right. He doesn't seem completely defeated. Like, keep trying to fight. Instead, he just screams at the cinder block, and then his head is gone. It's a very 80s way to go. It is. Yeah. It is. It but is. again, it sets up 
the unreal kind of vibe they're going for. Nothing about this feels real. Not just the violence, mm-hmm. the way the people act. No one acts like a human being for most of this. <laughs> so yeah. true. No one has a realistic human emo- like reaction to anything. But it's good. Before before we go further, just a, a little bit of just how deep the world building goes. Like when Wayne was saying, it was like seeing the cantina for the first time. Did we talk about how the music in the club is played? Oh my god. <laughs> so... <laughs> The guy on the bike that's <laughs> pedaling. Oh yeah, yeah. Pedal yeah, fast. The guy on the bike who's pedaling over and over to generate enough electricity, and the guy's like sixty. Yeah, he's like this super dude looks too. old. <laughs> yeah, he's old. And yeah, when the merchant's like, "Hey, keep pedaling," I didn't tell you to stop. Amazing. The merchant who looks Amazing. like a strung out, like methed up version of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's a weird. Yeah. Cast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe a second cousin. Though he has a good scene with Ironside later. Yes. He ha- oh, we are not scared. Great scene oh later. Oh, my God. <laughs> that has one of the funniest scene. moments in this. But I love that when you get back to the kid after the like the, the hammer to Quartermain's brother there, when he's reading the comic, it's a great reminder that no matter what happens in this, he's just a kid. He's reading mm-hmm. the comic. The voices he's doing for them. <laughs> he's the robot. <laughs> stuff, I will defeat you. And, you have to save your girlfriend. Save me! <laughs> yes. Amazing. So good. It's so good. And then Apple shows up out of nowhere. He's sitting on those swings and he looks over and she's just there staring at him with that terrifying smile of hers. Oh my God. I know. She just came across so psychotic at the beginning. We mean at the beginning. She stays that way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, she stays that way. I love how she's basically Harley but, Quinn. But at least you understand why. True. Yeah. Go ahead. Mark. But she's she's Harley Quinn meets was it Lilu from the Fifth Element? Like that yeah, is her kinda. character. Like she's just yep. just ridiculously insane. So yep. much fun every time she's on screen. Like you said, Wayne. There's reasons for it. like the way that she acts makes sense in retrospect. But yeah. until you know any of her backstory or her deal, yeah, you're she's like, what is just ramped up. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. she never stops smiling. She doesn't seem to blink. <laughs> she has no idea of personal no. space or personal bubble. <laughs> no. She's like, you're getting into my manly bubble. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm sorry, did yeah. I break it? My man. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to emasculate <laughs> someone, so well. asking if you broke their yes. manly bubble might be near the top yes. of the list. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. And just when he's talking to her, and she's like, oh, you know, looking at the comic, and that's so cool, that's amazing. She's like, hold on one second, I just gotta go tell my friend. And when he looks over to see that she's talking to a skeleton, who's clearly been dead for a while. This isn't just, there's a dead body. For a while. There are weeks of decomposition that have happened there, and he just nopes on out of there while her back is turned. And I don't blame him. Yeah. But not before she slapped a bracelet on his wrist. Oh boy. And that is such an 80s, like those bracelets. Those are so like. Friendship bracelet. Yeah. Slap bracelet. Yeah. So good. The slap bracelets. And again, it makes sense. Slap on a friendship bracelet. We're friends for life now. Friends. (laughs) (laughs) And you have, I think, the first of the three flashbacks that will show his tragic backstory and what happened to his family and why everything's going to matter. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking the piss out of it, but the second I see one of those, I'm like, all right, you'll show me this pieces at a time and it will become dramatically relevant. And it does, but it's probably mm. the least surprising thing in the plot. 
Mm-hmm. Of all the things that are there, the flashback yeah, is yeah, the only one where I'm yeah. like, I know exactly where this is going. I know who yeah. killed his parents. I know what kind of dramatic yeah. reveal is happening. Yeah. This is Batman and the Joker and Nicholson. Them. What's that? Yeah. You know how he killed them. Well, okay. That <laughs> yeah. I'll give you. Yeah. The details Amazing. become interesting. Uh, especially the dad. <laughs> yeah. Especially the dad. I guessed it. But then we have Alan Quartermain, our Australian Dundee, Indiana, get captured in the funniest ambush I have seen in a while. Oh when he's God. sitting there taking a piss shoulder to shoulder with his um, his minion there and they've got their four guys for backup behind them 20 feet away and they're talking about how they're going to go take on Zeus and as they're taking a piss and having a conversation the audience sees the opposing force just BMX on up behind them and ninja them all <laughs> <laughs> because I, I didn't was laughing. catch it the first time I was too focused on the conversation oh, no? until his oh, buddy beside him dies funny. I rewound it and went holy I shit. was <laughs> I was laughing yeah, so hard at that. I was laughing so hard at it. Not because of how they go- get taken out, but <laughs> because there's actually a significant amount of distance between like where they get taken out and where they're taking a piss. And they hear none of the takeout, but they also hear none of the guy apparently walking forward with a 300-foot spear that he spears the other guy with. <laughs> I was like, you hear any of that? <laughs> Nope, nothing. No, hearing is the first thing to go in the apocalypse. Oh my god! When he falls, as he falls, his piss comes up too. (laughs) Yes, that was awesome. Like he's still pissing. Dying. He was still pissing. I was dying. Literally dying. But that, that level of comedy mixed with the violence, right? Like everything down to just when his minion gets stabbed through the just fountain of blood that's coming out of that dude. Yep. There's no way your blood projects out 10 feet in front of you when you're stabbed from behind. But that's what all 80s movies did. So, sure, yep. let's do mm-hmm. it. Very evil dad. You might say you'd need an umbrella. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yes. Then you have him and Zeus, our Australian hero hero with, uh, with Zeus, and arm wrestling 2.0, which... Oh, awesome again. So, uh. to set the scene for our audience... Oh. Zeus's version of arm wrestling is on either side of the combatant is a blender with the top taken off, so it's just the spinning blade, and also fire coming out of it because <laughs> he wants <laughs> yes. blade but- and fire, <laughs> fire, <laughs> oh the fire, and the moment and it that doesn't it light stops up at first, working, <laughs> and Zeus's oh. minion desperately clicking all the buttons on like the power bar to get it to work oh. again. Very Doctor Evilish. Oh where he's like, if I say I want blades and fire, you give me blades and fire. <laughs> oh, so good. But I mean that uh, that confrontation has some good personality moments between Zeus and between Dundee, Indiana, and things like you know him making fun of the fact that Zeus has a patch over one eye. He's only got one eye. So he's like, I've got eyes everywhere. From the way I see it, you only have one. Yes. And then. <laughs> Indiana Dundee gets his hand chopped off. He's like, I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. And Zeus says, from where I'm standing, you only have one. (laughs) I (laughs) died. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, my God. Like, the one-liners in this are really good. The amount of blood when he gets his hand cut off, I was like, he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Because 30 gallons of blood. The rest of the scene (laughs) goes on for, like, almost a minute. And blood is going... Like, he loses a good eight gallons just standing there screaming, yes. like, yeah, oh, 
God, it's so good. But somehow he lives through it. He doesn't even, when you see him again, nothing has even happened to that hand to like tourniquet it off. He has to do that himself during a later scene, during a fight. Mm. But it just seemed to have stopped bleeding on its own. And that's fine. Yes. I figure he's just holding it in with his toughness. His manly bubble has wrapped around (laughs) that stump. (laughs) Yes. And he's holding the blood in. That's my theory. Pure testosterone. The manly bubble is keeping it in check. What else do you need other than your manly bubble? But we go back to our main kid who has really no choice but to team up with Apple because she's ambushed him at his home. <laughs> she's insisted they're going to be friends, and she's going scavenging with him. Can't run away from her. And so the gnome stick and the search for a, a bike for her. That's how they bond. I could sit here and gush about this, but what are your standards from this scene? Because there's too many good moments between them. They are a great duo. Yes. Wayne, you first. Well, no, it's exactly that. It's just this is a great bonding scene, and it's just done so uniquely from any other film, like with what they're trying to do, creating weapons and teaching her how to survive. And and honestly, this is actually where you learn a lot about the world itself, right? Because he's showing you the book and the boundaries and things like that. So the whole scene was just done really well, and they have really good chemistry together. They do. Yes. Mark? I loved, I don't know why, but her face when she gets the gnome stick <laughs> just like as ridiculously happy as she always is there was another layer of that that i didn't even know like it actually made me appreciate the actress like from that point on i was like she al- already is acting like so excited and over the top and when she gets the stick she's like oh my god <laughs> like it's just so stupid it's just literally a gnome duct taped onto a stick a garden but gnome. when he hands it to her he holds <laughs> so it sideways good. like it's a sword from medieval times and she slowly yes. accepts it with almost religious reverence yeah <laughs> yes it's so good it just it's so, so pretty. Good. And then starts swinging <laughs> yeah. around with it. You know, you get back here and like mock fighting for like <laughs> half a montage. Yeah. <laughs> like, unreal. Yes. Chris, have we missed anything about this scene? You've seen this more no. times than any of us. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen it like four or five times. Um, no, it's just maybe this is a place to bring up the, the score. Yes. I think the score is probably... Much like this movie, I don't think they made it 80s for the sake of making it 80s. I think they made it 80s because they have a great reverence and love for it, and they did it right, and they did it with a genuine, a level of, of genuineness that's missing in a lot of these 80s throwbacks. And But the score, I don't know, it just, I love the themes, I love yeah, everything. I would agree uh, with that. Some, the score totally is one of my agree. favorite things. If any of our listeners... All ten of them are a fan uh, of synth, retro synth, anything like that. I can't recommend this soundtrack enough. It's 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 stellar. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It, yes, I think the highest compliment you could pay is if you were somehow able to release this film and this soundtrack in like 1986, you'd believe it, and you'd believe the Flawless. music is of that time. It sounds mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah, this would have been a hit. This would have this movie would have been a hit back then. I'm serious. Yes, it would have. <laughs> It should be a hit yeah, now. It'd be a cult. It'd be like Evil Dead and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It'd be yes. huge following. No question. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in the middle of their wonderful yeah. touching moment, she gets a net thrown over her out of nowhere. <laughs> she goes, run! And he takes off. And he leaves her. I love he that there isn't a brief moment of should I be the hero? Should I save her? She yells run, and he's already halfway to his bike. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is not a hero yet. No. 
And then you have a BMX chase between him and Raiden Hat with the gas mask on, who <gasps> up to this point looks cool, but does he have any powers? Why does he want them? Does he work for Zeus? I don't know this guy's deal at all. I wanted more. It's the far shots in the chase that, yes. that slay me. So when they do that far shot, <laughs> oh, yeah. you just see the whole road and you just see two bikes. And it's yeah. not fast. They're just slowly going after each other. And like the camera can't even pan. But they're doing the zooms. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it's so funny. It's so funny. And actually, we, we forgot to mention Quartermain's bike, how he's got the souped up with the oh, sidecar on yeah. a BMX. Oh, the side carrier. The side carrier. Probably for his brother. So yeah, amazing. well, yeah. he won't need that anymore, as we'll get to shortly. Yeah. His brother is, uh, well, helping people quench their thirst, I suppose. <laughs> but oh, yeah. our uh, our young hero to be the kid running from Raiden Gas Mask Face falls off of his bike. Actually, not falls. Gets launched from his bike is a better word for it. Yes, he goes a good twenty feet in the air in slow mo, and then inexplicably stands up on the the top hatch for a spaceship and falls through. And Gas Mask Face doesn't see it, and this is where the film takes a turn because inside that ship is not just exposition, but superpowers. Yes. You have mm -hmm. the ship light up, and on the screen is a military general talking about how you've got to fight the robots, and we're counting on you, and there's a skeleton wearing a Turbo Rider costume. Mm. Sorry, uniform, because it's real. It's not a costume. It it's actually right. has a power yes. glove that shoots blasts like Mega Man, only yes. worse. Effectively, like, way worse. I mean, Mega Man fights robots, so maybe Wait. I'm wrong. Maybe it's not worse. Maybe if Mega Man ever shot a human, they'd explode and end yeah, too. Know. Do we really know what yeah. the P-Buster can do on a human? I guess not. Oh, yeah. true. We have no idea. Well, now we do. <laughs> now we do. Yeah. Because, yes. oh my God. He I think comes he had out it set thing. to liquefy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he comes out of this thing and goes to face off against Gas Mask, Raiden Face, and I like the side shot of the two of them, like oh. you're your classic Western or more like your round one Mortal Kombat fight. And yes. I know, Chris, you said it's kind of anticlimactic because it's just one move from <sighs> each of them. But you got to admit, the one move that Raiden Gas Mask Face had where his fist is apparently a steel fist on a chain that he launches out to people like a rocket punch. Yeah, I love it. That's pretty cool. Yes. I wanted something so like like him jumping over with the chain swinging and turbo, you know. But no, nope, that's something get... from like a '70s kung fu film, man. That the yes. chain yes. metal fist. It's so good. Chain metal fist. It's amazing. Yes. What we lose in him being able to do anything cool, we gain from our hero <laughs> firing off a blast from his power glove that turns Raiden Gas Mask Face into into a smoothie. Yeah, soup. He just kind of. Splooshes into nothingness. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he's yeah. gone. There's the hat, and gone. that's that. <laughs> yeah, and some blood splotches, and it's so violent. But at the same time, it's almost Looney Tunes level cartoonish blood. Not because it doesn't look real, but because there's no yes. way the human body does that. Yes, I laughed out loud. Maybe I oh. shouldn't, but I laughed out. No, you're supposed to. Oh, I did to. too, Mark. That was I meant to be funny. This film knows yeah, exactly yeah. what it's doing. And I hate it when a film tries to be funny by being so bad that it's funny. But when a mm -hmm. film tries to be tonally off enough that you laugh because you have no other reaction, I love that. This yeah, film same. does that mm -hmm. so many times to great yeah. effect. Agreed. Every time violence <laughs> yes. happens, it's not dramatic, it's funny. So, uh, not every time, almost. So when you have the 
few dramatic moments, like the flashbacks, they hit a little bit harder because those moments of violence actually feel rough. Everything else is hysterical. Yeah, so true. And speaking of hysterical violence, now we get to round two of the pool party where <laughs> our abducted apple. So you know what? Never mind. I answered my own question. Abducted apple was uh, taken to Zeus, Australian Dundee there. Uh, he's also with Zeus. Some random dude we don't know is in the bottom of the pool party with Zeus. Red shirt. Yeah, basically Red he exists one. because we know someone's got to die in there who isn't the main characters. <laughs> and you get to see some idea of how many people Zeus has on his side. He's got, i say, 30 or 40 dudes in various states of either biker gear or hockey gear. And Skullface, who we haven't really talked about in detail. No. Anyone who's listening, go check out the poster for this. There's going to be a character on that poster with a metal skull for a mask with just the eyes open and someone who looks like he's on all of the crack cocaine hiding behind that thing (laughs) with crazy black hair going everywhere underneath that mask. And he's wearing heavy, I think, goalie equipment. And one arm has a gauntlet that shoots buzz saws. Yes. Like, of course it does. What visually, the hell? <laughs> visually, he's immediately an iconic character. Yes. You know he's the one to beat. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even care where the buzz saws come from because he shoots them and then reloads one back in. And right, I don't know where it comes from. And I don't need to. He loads them back faster than our hero who has an energy power glove that says on it now recharging. And he's got to wait till the plot allows him to fire it again. Yes. But this guy, whenever, right? Like it's unreal. Love it. Like it's absolutely absurd, but who cares? It doesn't matter because he looks cool and he has cool moves. And all of our heroes minus the kid are trapped at the bottom of that pool party. And they're facing what? Cinderblock dude. Mm Mm-hmm. 280-pound hockey goalie guy. Oh, the big guy who's fast. Yeah, the big fat dude who moves really super fast. I think there's there's at least two others down there. There's like three or four scary-looking dudes in, again, hockey armor with makeshift weapons because everyone has scary makeshift weapons, hockey sticks with blades attached to them and taped to them and sharpened out of them and just... I lost track of the amount of stupid things these people had. Yeah. But when our hero shows up to save them and just goes, stop, let them go. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Or when he's like, let the girl go. And Apple down there waves at him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Or when, uh, what was it? When the, the villain Zeus is going, yo, who keeps you fed? Who keeps you safe? Who keeps you entertained? And after each one of them, they go, Zeus, Zeus. And on the third one, she goes, Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) She's just caught up all in it. (laughs) He's about to execute you, but she's so excited. She just wants to be part of the crowd. She's a big fan. She's adorable. (laughs) She's awesome. Yeah, she's a great character. Oh, my God. But the absolute carnage of the fight that ensues (laughs) that starts off with with Eastwood Dundee trying to pep talk them after Turbo Kid gets tossed into the hole and going, all right, you go for this character and, and you go for the big fat hockey guy. And when the girl says, you know, what do I do? He goes, you take that stick you have and you go hit that guy over there. 
And she goes, okay, and runs It just goes. Runs to it, just bam, bam. (laughs) Doesn't wait for the rest of them. He was still giving instructions, but she's already out there just smack him in the face. Leroy Jenkins. 100%. She goes off. And, like, not in a dumb way. She's kicking ass. I love that. They all stop and look at each other. He goes, well, I guess we've started then. (laughs) Yeah. So good. I'll hand it to you guys for where your highlights are, but of all the crazy things that happened in the fight, my favorite thing is the very first move of the fight once it starts. Our red shirt, the random dude who we don't know, goes goes charging in, trips on the floor, and lands (laughs) on the knife he's holding, and it just stabs him through the face. He's out. He's gone. It's over. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite, too. Yeah, that's my favorite part. He was there for, like, three seconds. Yeah. Absolutely my favorite part. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, he takes himself just, out. All the other scary dudes that are there. And then of course you have all kinds of cool moments, but like oh my god, that sets the tone for it. Mm-hmm. Aside from him, because he's clearly the favorite in terms of best kill. Removing the idiot who trips, slips on the floor, and stabs himself in the face. <laughs> What's your favorite kill in that pool? Mark, oh. let's start with you. Man, I'm trying to remember. It's been three weeks since I'm we watched for exactly so I watched again today. Died. Yeah. I think for me, it's when, you know, Dundee Quartermain is like, <laughs> oh, you're a fast bastard. And then he starts to fight that guy for real. Like he, it's like he was underestimating him. Yeah. Because he yeah, thought he was big bit. and slow. And then he's like, oh, you're fast. And then he starts to fight him for real. <laughs> I can't remember how he dies, though, but that was my favorite part where he was just like, oh, I remember. Oh, how does he die? So. For the audience at home, try and picture this. (laughs) Eastwood Dundee is fighting the big fat hockey dude, but he's losing some ground. But while he's fighting him, the kid has got a machete and he takes the machete and chops the top half of someone's head off. A dude who's got like a spiked mohawk helmet. But when he chops his head off, first it spins on the bottom half and then flies off and lands beside Dundee. So he grabs that mohawk helmet and stabs Hockey Man in the face with the top half of someone else's head. That's the kind of film this is. That's, that's the beauty. He wait, stabbed wait, wait, wait. one guy in the face with someone else's face. But doesn't <laughs> yes. he stab him through the back? And doesn't the eyeball come out the front? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's through the back one? and the guy's eyeball comes out the front of his head. From because horn, of course yeah. it does. Why wouldn't it? That's how physics work. Amazing. <laughs> But the production, oh. don't get me wrong, the production level for it, when you see it, it doesn't look cheap. It looks intentionally no. schlocky. It's really good yes. special effects meant to go beyond reality and be unreal. Yes. It's really good, but it's really <laughs> gross and hilarious at the same time. Yep. Yeah. But you have a really solid fight there. And of course, the villain won't let them leave after, even after they've destroyed just about everybody. But by now, the kid has his glove recharged and blows the top half clean off of Cinderblock Boy. And they escape. They run for their lives. But not before, I think somewhere around that time is when Apple gets shot. And this is where everything makes sense. Well, you got to explain the water. The water. Oh, yes, I missed that. Water. The reunion of Quartermain with his brother. He explains that there. I yes. thought that was later. When he does. When Quartermain's he uh, demanding, where's my brother? And he goes, let me give you a science lesson. I love science. <laughs> Good old I inside. <laughs> and he starts rhyming off the percentage of water in each part of the body. Blood, bone, 
gristle, cartilage, the human brain, how much water is in it. And as he's describing that, this gigantic, it's like a repurposed wood chipper, is just grinding down human body parts. And at the very (laughs) bottom of it, do you remember the Looney Tunes gag about how they make a pencil? And they start with a whole gigantic like tree. Yeah. And it gets cut and shaved and shaved down. And by the time it's shaved down to a tiny little pencil out of one tree, that's what this feels like. Because after all of that blood, bone, and human bodies, a little thing of pure, pristine-looking water, water, a little cup of water, comes out and he drinks it and... (sighs) (laughs) How... How have they not run out of people? If that's how much water comes <laughs> yeah. out of it, after you've discussed how much water is in the human body, please tell me it was just a small sample of it. There's more water waiting in the tank because there was not a lot out of that. <laughs> Maybe that's all they need. Yeah, that was more like a Peter. That was yeah, like a I'm Pete assuming that was level. just like to drive the point home and it had way more water left. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Peter Dinklage level of water. That was a Peter Dinklage level, I guess. Stop. Sorry. I'm still good so far. So far. Oh, oh boy. Oh, my God. There's oh. no shortage of bad jokes here. Oh, man. <laughs> no shortage, eh? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> but our heroes make their escape, albeit with a shot apple right through the chest. But she seems fine. She gets back up and just saunters out and my wife who had not seen this yet because today was my second time goes didn't she get shot and i go yeah but she got back up mm-hmm. yeah shouldn't she be hurt yeah i mean what do you think dear look at her she seems fine <laughs> and the next scene when turbo kid has again another flashback and uh, predictably enough we find out that trouble has come to ma and pa in the form of a younger michael ironside who still has one of his eyes when he wakes up apple's there and there is a good four-minute scene between them, and it's not till about three and a half minutes in that Turbo Kid realizes there's electricity sparking out of her chest from that gunshot. There's to a sound credit. effect that plays that whole right. time. To yeah. his credit, this is sparking. It was two sound. minutes into the scene before I realized it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because they do a really good job of, again, watching it the second time, it's just at the bottom of the frame that her shirt is open, and you can see it's not so much sparking as blinking lights going back and forth. So you might not immediately notice it, and it's not till about two minutes into it that you hear a beeping, because it's the the arm bar that she has showing the amount of life she has left, represented by hearts that look like Legend of Zelda. Yeah, (laughs) Zelda hearts. (laughs) I love that. So I didn't notice immediately either, in all fairness. She's got a lot of hearts. She's got a lot of hearts. She's a pretty leveled up character. Right. There was like 20 of them on there. I never found that many in Zelda. Yeah. I sucked <laughs> at it. <laughs> but you have a brief moment where he panics after finding out she's a robot and then figures, screw it. This is the only friend you got. Who cares? Be friends with the robot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He's like, aren't you violent? No, no, no. It depends on the model for which robots are violent. I love that that's the answer. Not, no, no, robots yes. aren't violent. Ah, it just depends on which one. Sure. Yeah. I'm a friendship robot. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then you have a, a series of really nice moments between the two of them where they have a plot kind of driving it of she's losing life and they have to get to a robot graveyard to be able to find replacement parts for her. But really, it's just an excuse to have smaller character moments and bonding between the two of them. 
Mm. And that's the way it should be done. Yeah, fine, there's a MacGuffin for what to go for, but it's just so we can spend some time with these two characters. Yeah. Right? And strike strike first, strike hard, no mercy, remember? <laughs> oh, yes. When he tells her, you can really you can fight. Can teach me how to fight? Can you teach yes. me? She's like, really? I can teach you? Yes. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how well you guys remember. Strike first. Not just the strike first, strike hard, and show no mercy, but I remember defense classes of the 80s were specifically eyes, throat, genitals. <laughs> yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> so when she... Does the are you ready and just knocks him in all three quick succession? <laughs> That's the lesson. And the fact that she yells it out, eyes, throat, genitals, and just throat he's genitals. on the ground. And now she's explaining, <laughs> yeah. see, strike first. I struck first so I could get you. Strike hard. <laughs> That's what I did there. And that way you don't get back up and show no mercy. So oh I showed God. no mercy. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, that's Perfect. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And I know they lead up to it, and maybe, I don't know if it's judgmental of me or if it's just odd to me, but is it weird that they play up the romantic angle between him and the robot throughout the course of this when he knows flat out that she's a robot? Is that what the friendship robots were always designed for? I, it's possible. I feel like it got more romantic when he found out she was a robot. Yeah! <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> get more I feel like they were friends. I, th- I don't think like, it was uh, weird. I think in that world, anything goes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things where I kind of expected once he finds out that she's a robot, all right, well, then the romantic angle doesn't matter. But she makes a point, I guess, later on where it's, you know, you're eating. Well, yeah, I, I eat, I sleep, I breathe. I, I have to look like a believable human. So I guess she can do all the human things. Good for mm. them. <laughs> <laughs> This movie just got better. I mean, it's not the weirdest thing in the film. It just struck me as a little odd. And then when she pukes, was it Zoodles or Alpha Getty? Like, what was that? Me and Karim were debating about that. When they're about to kiss and she pukes on him. I think it was Zoodles, but Corinne's convinced it was Alpha Getty. I didn't see any letters. I think I saw animals. Okay, I thought it was Alpha Getty. I'm not sure. All right, two to one, I lose. (laughs) It was Zoodles. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Mark break the oh, tie. Tiebreaker. <laughs> I think I gotta go Zoodles. Anyway. Yes, yes. That's Thank fair. you. It's it, fair. It could <laughs> be, but we've had enough touching moments. We move back from them to the merchant who helped them earlier mm. and has now been oh, captured God. by Skullface and Zeus. And holy crap, the torture machine that he's hooked up to. <laughs> you know what? Chris, you get the honor of describing this to the audience. Describe the torture machine. Oh, it's, you know what? I think this is where Peloton came from. <laughs> Pretty sure. But oh, my God. They've made a very, very neat incision across his midsection, and Skeletron is on a stationary bike. <laughs> With the rubber removed off the rear tire, and there is a cable running to the merchant's large intestine. And all it takes is pedaling. Pull the intestines out of them. Amazing. My favorite part, though, is just the the quick, all right, he, when, the, when the merchant figures out what's all set up, and they're explaining it to him, he's like, he tells them exactly what they want to hear. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, oh. Just immediately, throw <laughs> the robot like, cemetery. Throw <laughs> 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 the robot cemetery. Don't do it. Does not hold out for them at all, does not play the hero, but the only thing better is Zeus's reaction of, well, that was quick and 
disappointing. You're going to let me go now, right? I mean, it took a lot set of work the, to set this thing up. Yes. You understand, <laughs> yeah. don't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Amazing. You oh. understand, don't you? And yeah. then Skullface pedals this guy's intestines clean out of him. And holy crap, it's gross. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's so, so gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually the only thing in the whole movie that was like disturbing. Because I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Oh, that's awful. And, and we've been by that point. <laughs> well, you can see them winding around the wheel. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's oh. what I mean. It's just so gross. Very and gross. And at that point, but... you've been watching people explode. So. <laughs> but you've been watching them so very bad. quickly die. This is one of the first like long deaths. You watch five yeah. seconds of this guy. This was a torture death. Yeah. You watch the equivalent of when a magician's pulling out the never-ending napkins out of his arm, only it's never-ending yes. intestines out of this guy's torso. Yeah. It's unreal. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's pretty But rude. pretty cool. And you know what? Very inventive, very imaginative. I've never seen a film do that. I can yes. confidently no. say I've never seen it before. No. And this never. film's full of I've never seen that before, including the next scene where Turbo Kid and Apple are on bikes riding away from Skullface and his gas mask minions. And during the, the bike chase, I could not stop laughing that every time it shows you Apple and the kid, she is smiling ear to ear because yeah. this is a fun <laughs> chase. Yes. They're riding yes. for their lives. And she's just ecstatically happy. <laughs> every, every time. time. She's- like. She's never not. Give this actress yeah. some credit because that's yes. got to be hard to do while you're doing that stunt work, but keep that dumb, insane grin. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. She's outstanding. Yep. And then she loses her head. Plop. <laughs> I was bummed. I was a little bummed That buzzsaw, out. man. That buzzsaw. That, buzz, that launching buzzsaw takes her head clean off. And the kid yeah. leaps to grab her head and falls into the robot cemetery that's also a dinosaur museum, I guess? Mini part? It was a and mini And also part? so oh, yeah. radiated that you could actually see green mist from the radiation. Yeah, in the valley. In that. How mm-hmm. does he not die five seconds into going down there? <laughs> see, I didn't think it was radiation. I thought it was just like acid rain stuff. That doesn't sound better. I thought he was actually going to get powers. From being down there, yeah, like real Same. powers. I did at that point. At that point, I'm like, yeah. maybe he adapts the suit and gets actual powers or something. The Same. film changes again, and now he has powers yeah. on top of the suit. Actually, I, I thought that was going to happen. The toxic. Invader. I don't blame you. <laughs> Why yeah, not? Exactly. If yeah, that exactly. happened, I don't think I would have been that surprised. I would have just rolled. No, that's with why it. I was like, is this where he gets powers or something? This is going to be cool. Yeah, but somehow the glove because well, he loses off of him. He loses the glove. That's why I thought he was going to get powers yeah. now. Yeah. The glove falls off of him, so now he's got no glove. He tries to duct tape her head to a headless robot in the cemetery. <laughs> yes. So yes. it works. I mean, it works. yes, eventually it works. We'll pay that one off for the audience at home. Yes, it does end up working. But how? How does it work? He just plops it on there and duct tapes it around and all of the circuitry works? How? Yep. Magic of duct tape. It's like touching two ends of the battery. That's this all you need. This is how I know it's a Canadian <laughs> yeah. film. Yeah. Duct tape fixes everything in this goddamn movie. Yeah. And 80s logic. <laughs> You're forgetting how how lethal that garden gnome turned when he duct taped it to a, a, a pole. That is oh, true. That is or magic. his dual hammers that he duct taped together. The dual hammers. Yes. <laughs> 
so that oh. the bottom half of your hammer is now another hammer. And I love that he fights people later on where another guy has also attached two hammers together as nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. So he's not the only yes. one to think hammers are the ultimate weapon. Yes. Hammer nunchucks was amazing. <laughs> yep. But... He passes it in the radiation, and when he wakes up, he's in the sidecar of Indiana Dundee, who has gone to the graveyard to get himself a robot hand. And while he was there, saved the kid, but no, no, can't save the robot. She's too far gone. Mm -hmm. I don't have a glove for you anymore. But even though you have no help, no glove, and I'm down a hand, let's go fight Zeus, because I've got a bomb strapped to my bike. He's not down a hand. He's got a hand. I mean, he's got an ash hand now. Like the yeah. And how does that yes. work? You just attach that to a stump? And the, I, I can't question any of this. Duct tape. No. How dare you? I'm looking for logic, and this is a film that does not want logic no. anywhere near it, so that's unfair of me. No. Doesn't need yeah. it. When did he have time to have this perfectly fitting constructed arm put on? Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's here now. But I apologize. Yes. I did skip past the final flashback that oh. explains mm. what happened. And there's some sheer villainy. Mark, run it down for us. Let's oh. let's go over the sheer villainy of Michael Ironside. So the big thing is you find out that the kids, I guess, family or community has figured out a way to have like pure distilled water. So they have like this big, I don't know, like garbage can, whatever, full of water. Take a drum, big drum. And Michael Ironside shows up pretending to be a weary traveler who just needs a sip of water. And, you know, the kid's dad is like, no, no, sweetie, talk to his wife, it'll be fine. Gets him a cup of water. Michael Ironside takes a sip and then spits it out. <laughs> Dumps the rest. And then basically has his henchman proceed to do the murdery stuff. We <laughs> then proceed. To drown the husband, <laughs> or start to drown the husband in the fat water. Oh my and God. specifically says, drowning nowadays is a, a luxury if you can afford. You should be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. See, what I love about that scene, the setup for it, where Skullface rides him up in a sidecar, and then pulls out a chair and sits oh. down, but dusts off Dust the chair off. before Zeus will sit in it. Yeah. And then taps him yes. twice in the back to be like, the seat's ready for you, sir. It is yeah. But the best is the, the chair's like one of those $5 chairs at I know. Walmart. Oh. <laughs> that, that'll bend after. Like, if he stays on that for five more minutes, one of the legs is going. Yes. So funny. But Skullface chops the husband in half, actually into quarters. <sighs> And he yes. falls apart, yes. similar to the Resident Evil laser grid kind of stuff, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. yep. And I love when Zeus says to the mother, this is where your story comes to an end. And she goes, well, let's make it memorable and crossbows him in his eye. In the eye. <laughs> and now we know why he wears an eye patch. And of yes. course, the kid, they they let him run into the desert because, oh, he, he won't last out there. Well, too bad mm -hmm. for you. You should have killed him when you had the chance, Zeus. But not before he takes a golf club to Mama. Yeah, four oh. clunk. Yeah, <laughs> and she Vicious. took a buzzsaw to the chest. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. went out like a champ. He finishes her off with the golf club. Yeah, <laughs> finishes her. Yep, <clears throat> finishes her off with the golf club. It's vicious, man. But good for her. She was way tougher than Papa Bear. Out of the two of them, she was mm -hmm. awesome. And I swear she was Far. recognizable. I have to look her up. I think I've seen her in something yeah, before. She's actually one of the writer directors. Oh yeah. Yeah. Neat. They're all in it. Mm. They're all in it. Well, it seems like the kind of thing where if you're on set, you're also going to be on screen. <laughs> it seems you're, like that kind exactly. of movie. 
<laughs> the, the minion that couldn't get the fire going. Yeah. When he wanted fire. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's one of the other writer directors. Nice. That's, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's always cool, cool when they can work them in, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Be immortalized on the screen, not just behind it, if you have the opportunity. Yeah, for but sure. Now that we've had all of our flashbacks and we've got, you know, Indiana Dundee teamed up with Turbo Kid. It's final battle. It's time oh. for the the culmination of violence that this film has promised us. And oh boy, does it deliver <laughs> in space. There's some yeah. crazy shit here. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That final fight has some of the most ridiculous things. So I tried to keep track because I don't always know if I'm going to be able to watch a film more than once. And one of the only things I have written down is man wearing another man. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Man wearing another man wearing another man. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. It's like the Burger King triple stacker. Yeah, well, it's my favorite part. It's like uh, one of those those towers, the nookshooks or whatever. It's like one of those, but making out of <laughs> yep. living people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like it's just unreal when that one dude gets impaled, like you said earlier, Chris, and when he gets split in half, not just does his top half fly into the air, somehow his bottom half also flies into the air. Flies into the air. <laughs> and yes. both his... Upper half lands on someone's head. So now you have a guy wearing a torso and upward, and he's moving around like Joey from Friends with the Turkey on his head. And but Goro. The upside down legs and, <laughs> and waist land on someone else's head, and he's stumbling <laughs> around with a pair of legs on his head. With legs flopping around. Right. It's so amazing. Oh, God. Like, it's so good. <laughs> so good. But it's great. It's fantastic. And that's the kind of fight this is for most of the fight where things that are happening shouldn't be happening but i did appreciate in most films we bemoan and make fun of the hero is attacked by one enemy at a time why not just rush him you guys shouldn't wait your turn rush in this film proves why you shouldn't because turbo (laughs) kid gets rushed by multiple enemies and as he's trying to move out of the way they're stabbing each other blunt forcing each other killing each other there's six dudes there and four of them die by each other's hands yeah, it's amazing. This yes. is why and you not wait. through skill. Yeah, no skill. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not like Turbo Kid's skill in dodging. No, no it's just fluke. And, He's just oh, flukily trying to so get out good. of the way, and they're just killing yeah. each other because they can't wait their turn. Wait your yeah. turn. <laughs> and let's—that's a good point. And let's not forget the uh, the jaw. Oh, yeah, that was good. Okay, so he. It, it was Indiana. Yeah, Quatermain. Indiana Dundee rips the jaw off of somebody and then shoves that jaw into their eyeball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was one of the many times where Creed just went, oh, "I'm going to look at the window now." It's amazing, yeah. just the rip. Like, yeah, who thinks of that? Oh, but it's it. awesome. You know what? I know who thinks of that. NetherRealm Studios. That's yeah, what this kinda. is. This had, and again, I'm one of the few people on Earth who liked, or at least the, one of the few people in this podcast who enjoyed both Mortal Kombat's, but this had way more fatalities than either of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> way better. <laughs> way better. better. This my favorite. So that, many. Because the best part is just that one body part was stacked on top of a guy. It's that another torso gets stacked oh, yeah. on top of Goes the other torso. And lands on that torso. <laughs> so now you have a guy <laughs> wearing a torso wearing another torso. Wearing another torso. Oh, it's the and the best. other guy walking around with the legs flailing around. Oh. With the legs still. Oh my god. Amazing. Unreal. And yeah. eventually Apple shows up 
with a unicorn taped to her bike and impales one of the people with said unicorn. <laughs> so now all of our heroes are here, which is good because it turns out Michael Ironside's got a secret of his own. <laughs> yes. Which, to her credit, Corinne called it. Yeah. When he And oh, wow. I suspected, but she called it. When he gets hit with one of those Mega Man, off-brand Mega Man blaster shots from Turbo Kid and doesn't splatter into blood. She's like, well, how come it didn't kill him like the rest of them? And I thought the same question in my head and thought plot armor. She went, yeah. well, that doesn't make yeah. sense unless he's a robot. It's like, God damn it. Well, she oh. figured it out. He's a robot. Good for, her. Good for her. Well done. So here's what I can't figure out, though. Earlier, when Turbo Kid asks, aren't robots evil? And she says, it depends on the model. When we find out what kind of model Ironside is, I expected it to be a military model of some kind. No, mm. he's a corporate robot designed yeah. to assist his corporate executive. Those are the and most evil. had a meltdown when he was called just a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And murdered his Made master. all the sense in the world. Made all the sense Clearly, in the world of me. They were not programmed with the, the rules that Asimov had for robots because he made fun of them once. And he murdered his master and decided world domination's happening. Yep. And he was doing How good bad were the military robots if this dude was just a corporate one? <laughs> Nothing's more evil than a corporation. Well, now you know why they had so many oh, turbo that's men. the real message. Turbo Nothing's orders. more evil than corporations. Yeah. Chris has got it right there. There you go. <laughs> True. There you go. Start the convoy. Either way. <laughs> either way, Ooh. he's a robot. So now we have to fight him. You've got him, you've got Skullface. Skullface gets split in half by an umbrella. Oh. Blood that's supposed to be rain is pouring down on Apple and Turbo yes. Kid as they share a romantic kiss. This movie's <laughs> got it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fantastic. Including almost like a small miniature explosion at the end. Like, I just... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't care if she shields him. How is he not paced? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking for reason? And... The explosion that kills Michael Ironside robot also proves the water was underneath them all along. Amazing. Yes. Boof, water is there. It's like Total Recall ending when the air is coming yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This movie is so much fun. Yeah. But I can't recommend it to everybody because it's got so much violence. I disagree. I yeah, would recommend it to everybody. Yes, because no. <laughs> this is very clearly yeah. rated R. You have you have Enjoy. to see a movie like this once. <laughs> yeah. If yes. you only have to watch Enjoy. one rated Enjoy. R film this year, make it Turbo Kid. Make it Turbo. Hundred percent. I but agree. You have to be ready for a rated R film. <laughs> like really R. Hard. Hard <laughs> R for violence. So many R's yeah. in a row that it sounds like it was made by a pirate. Just R. Like this is a bloody film. But I love. And there's it. not even too much language. It's, it's just the violence. It's all violence. I don't know. I mean, there's... Violence. Well, let's there's see how many times I can bleep myself. There's this whole fucking mother... F they're all there. They're there. Oh, yeah. Mostly when people's limbs are getting cut off. Of course, the audience is going to hear really it. Beep, spread beep, out. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're getting that R for the violence, not the swear. Yes. They're, what it does already have is any nudity at all. No, exactly. They were pot committed with the violence, so why not swear? Yep. Why not, right? Yep. They had the violence, they had the language, they skipped on the nudity, which allowed them to have even more violence, right? Either have all mm -hmm. three or just tip the scales really hard on one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> which normally I'd complain about, but, but in this case, it works. In this one, it works. I feel it like works. Well. the you would lose some of the heart on this if you tried to throw in like an abundance of sex on top of it and make it like super gritty that way. This has a, 
there's, there's a, a childlike charm to it. There's got to be a director's cut. There's a director's cut between Apple and the kid after. Come I don't on. need it. No, I don't need to see the <laughs> USB going into the slot. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Don't need to see his lightning she cable. Pa- nope, nope, nope. She powers his glove. Don't you worry. Nope, nope. No lightning cable into Apple. Nope. We're good. If you want, there's there's <laughs> websites for that. You can go watch that. Oh, man. <laughs> Is there anything that we've missed before we bring this to a close? Uh, didn't you guys say that this inspired a, vi- a game? That's oh, that's out. right. So while this yes. isn't based off of a game, a game has been kickstarted. <laughs> There is a Metroidvania-style game currently in the works based off of this film. I'm going to include a link in the description for this episode for anyone who wants to check out the trailer for it. It looks cool. Now, I don't know as much about it because I just found out today. Yeah, I say check it out. But, uh, Chris, you knew about this already. Yeah, I, so I backed it. I backed it Oh wow. the physical tier. Yeah, yeah, I, I, 100%. I'm pretty selective, but I backed this. Um, it's a pixel art 2D Metroidvania complete with... They said more gore than the the game, um, and there's a really cool feature. The BMX bike is summonable, like um, War's horse in Darksiders at hmm. any time. So at any point, if you're trying to get up a wall, you could just hit a button, and the BMX materializes, and then you can jump off of it, and then it disappears. So I just thought, you know what, this is going to be a fun game, and it takes place immediately after. Um, Turbo Kid, and it leads into, spoiler alert, Turbo Kid 2 sequels being announced this year. Nice. Oh, yeah. I will watch a sequel. I will absolutely watch a sequel. sequel. 100%. Yeah. At least by that time, we could actually make the official argument that it's a video game adaptation (laughs) because it'll have a game to draw off of. So we want to use it for our (laughs) tangents. 100%. Definitely recommend it so long as you can stomach an absurd amount of violence. Great film. We'll bring this one to a close. When we come back, we're going to bring back Ryan Reynolds again. He's not just Pikachu. He's also the star of GTA, apparently, in Free Guy, which I don't care what anyone says. That's GTA the movie. But we'll (laughs) kick into that one when we come back. Once again, we thank you for joining us on Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me, as always, were Wayne Brissett, Mark Athenis, and joining us once again, Chris Nijedlik. Gentlemen, thanks for having us. Always a pleasure. Indeed, thank you. Always a pleasure. Remember, always get him young. <laughs> oh. Eyes, throat, genitals. Always get him young. DG. Now we're on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next time. We've been flying. <laughs> <laughs>